Okay, you're on. Am I audible? Am I? Am I? Do I sound like you can hear me clearly? Why can't you see me? I can't see you too well, but I can hear you. Wave your hand. Yes, I see you move. I see you move. It works. <laughs> Nobody move. Nobody <laughs> move from where they are. Everybody, all of you are in the right place. <laughs> so Abji, who's coming on, is a digital marketer. He is also a freelance vocalist. He's a self-taught singer-songwriter, and I'm trying to find out how he does it, and it's it's beyond me. So I'm just going to add him onto this. Hi. What's up? How are you? I'm good. Good to see you. I like your terrace. It's damn cute. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. It's But I've been trying to I've been trying to grow vegetables at home, so I started with like methi and dhania. So it's, I'm a long way to get to that. Oh, but this is completely my mom's kitchen. Like she's been uh, doing this for years. She's got like uh, aloe vera. She's put pineapple. She's put haldi, mint. There's uh, wow. uh, lime. There's the big limes. So she's like killing it. This is how oh, crazy. I was actually going through this YouTube uh, channel that was talking about plants and vegetables you can grow at home. So it turns out that lime is actually a cross between citron and uh, a very sour orange. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that lime was man-made. In fact, yeah, it is. In fact, uh, even if you smell this, if you smell this one, it gives you a very uh, orangey lime feeling. Like the, even the leaves. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, like you can cross one, and I have no idea. But that looks lovely. Tell your mom that I really like that one. It looks yeah, really awesome. It looks damn good. Okay, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do? Uh, yeah, for sure, man. Like so, uh, professionally, uh, I have a very varied background because I started off with uh, colleging in commerce in Bajaj, and then I uh, did hotel management to and moved to Bangalore. And then I worked in the hotel industry doing sales and marketing uh, for a good to my soul. Then I, I was working with high agency Pune for a bit, and uh, and then eventually I wanted to get into the digital line of uh, of work because that really interested me a lot more than because you know in Pune most of the work that in fact in India most of the marketing work that we have is is actually sales work and. Uh, I wasn't really keen in doing sales, and eventually, yeah, moved to the digital platform of marketing. And uh, yeah, from then, uh, I've been working in the digital space, doing uh, campaign and email marketing for close to about six years. So wow, that's a long work, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Just, just, just don't uh, guess the age of this. Yeah, I'm giving a time span, but don't worry on guessing ages. <laughs> but no, no, no. We won't do that. Don't worry. Uh, um, but then the thing is, I never knew this about you. I knew that you were uh, you were an MC, you were a vocal artist. I knew that about you. That you your uh, uh, expertise with uh, vocals was quite uh, versatile. Like I yeah. know that you were doing a bunch of things. But then yeah. I did not know this about you. So what came first? Did was it the music or was it uh, your um, um, inclination towards marketing? Actually, uh, music has been uh, has been a part of my DNA because my mom sings, uh, my dad sings, my mom's entire family sings to their end. So when I used to go back to Kerala, it used to be like this whole uh, sing along session. And uh, so yeah, music has always been there, like right from childhood. Like when I used to grow up, when I was growing up, my parents would uh, put record of uh, Bonnie M and you know Bee Gees and and. Ooh, yeah. uh, Uh, Abba and stuff like that. So I would get up to to music like that, you know. Uh, 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 and uh, so yeah, music was always there. Uh, eventually, see, at the as I was growing, actually, I had to make that choice whether I wanted to be a full time musician or uh, you know work and then and do this. Uh, but my dad, I mean, my parents were always supportive. They always said you can do what you want. But uh, they always said that you know it's always good to have something and having having like backup so that you don't yeah. falter from that. So I think I've just been doing that, and then uh, because I'm on the creative side, uh, I found marketing much more easier to do. Right? Yeah. Do you think there's a fear of uh-huh. uh, having financial unstability if someone picks 
only who is someone who is a full time musician. And I understand so when I say full time, I'm not saying that a person who does who performs or like or uh, puts out music is not a full time musician. But I'm saying that that is their only uh, revenue for income. Um, for me, uh, to be very honest, I mean, if I can answer for myself, it's very hard to answer for someone else because uh, everyone's experiences were different. For me, it yeah. was uh, more like uh, uh, I know that at the end of the day, uh, if you want to make it big in the industry, you have to be in the Bollywood space because that's where the money is. Uh, I knew I knew where my my shortcomings were. Like I knew that I was not very creative at at Hindi singing, but I could still sing. But I knew yes. because I I had actually auditioned for Indian Idols season one, okay. where I think Abhijit Sound won. So yeah, uh, yeah. so I got selected. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I got selected from here, and then I knew that I was not going to go much forward in the rounds because they were all classically trained. So that kind of uh, imprinted in my head that you know I have something uh, that I that I have backing me in terms of finance. Uh, mm-hmm. While I also continue doing this, and even now my plan is still that like I'm continue going to I'm going to do this, and eventually when I make it big, when I know that I can quit my job, I'm stable right. enough to. Then I will do that. Right. So, what do you do marketing in particular? Um. So I did my MBA, and uh, obviously we were you we taught uh, all the MBA MBA jargons and MBA methods. And when you actually get onto the field, you realize that everything that you've been taught is nothing that that happens outside. And like I was telling you, like we're, we're, I was doing sales. Although I was in the marketing department, I was doing sales, and uh, I realized, at least in the hotel industry, the the marketing, the core marketing job, uh, is usually given to 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 the women because you know it's it's easier for them to. Uh, I mean, I think it's also think it's it's this perception that you know the men have to be on the field and women can't be on the field. But there are very few marketing guys in the hotel industry. I'm talk- specifically talking about the hotel industry. Uh, and then I realized that you know this sales has been cut for me for too long because you have to really go out and slog there, you know, cold calls and stuff like that. And like I said, me being on the on the creative side, I knew that I could give much more to a company if I was on the creative side. You know, I can think open out of the box, think of solutions, think of ways to to work. And um, luckily, because I'm in the in the digital space, I'm also able to utilize that with my with my own profiles, like my own YouTube channel, my own. Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. So I do all of all of that myself because uh, it's like DIY. Do it yourself. Yeah. Uh, but so, what is the difference between sales and marketing? Because in my, I always see them go together, but I personally yeah. don't know what it actually is. I know what digital marketing is. Yeah. But what does someone mean when they say sales and marketing? So, uh, sales and marketing are two sides of of a similar coin because they both have to work hand in hand. Uh, for a company to you know achieve their targets, you know sales targets or or, or monetary targets. Uh, sales is basically uh, uh, you can also call it the front end work where someone's going physically calling. You know it, it includes cold calls, it includes meeting up, uh, setting up meetings, you know showing the product. All that is sales. So basically, you're just you're selling it via a pitch. But for for someone to be interested in the pitch, you need to market it. To that guy. So what we see is, you know, you you got the standard old school method of marketing, which is your print media, uh, your ads on papers, newspapers. Television is old 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 school marketing, and obviously the new age of marketing is digital because now everything is on the digital platform. So basically, in a nutshell, it's basically marketing is more uh, packaging the product so that someone's intrigued to. Uh, when you just see an ad or when you hear a jingle, you're like, okay, this is something that's interesting. While sales is someone who will come and pitch for you, and come and try and sell the product to you. Okay, so that makes sense. So if you had to pick, would you pick between uh, uh, physical ads or digital ads, like print or uh, digital? Uh, digital, I'm talking. Because that's why okay, I'm more of... inclined towards the print because I feel very old school oh, like that. I oh yeah. True. I can't do it. Like, you know, your, your prints are also digital prints. Like there are also digital prints that are available that you can make. Yeah, no, that's true. I'm, but then it's it's like when I'm seeing an ad, I feel like I would probably be more inclined to you know looking uh, at it on a, on a 
डिजिटल and a bunch of them so did that come from a thirst of learning or was that because you wanted to upskill yourself uh it's a mix of both as to be honest uh it's again something that i've kind of learned from my uh, from my parents that you know you you continuously at least in the day and age that we're working uh, or where we're living in that you have to completely uh, keep you have to revamp your existing skills and polish what you have and kind of learn yeah. something new So that was one thing that I kind of learned that uh, if you stay uh, complacent in in one punch for something that you have, then you're just going to probably stay there for too long. And we're living in such a competitive world that uh, you're always going to be taken uh, forward by someone else. So that was one. And two is uh, like I said, I'm I really like the uh, the digital platform. There's so much. Uh, every six months, uh, things are changing. Uh, yeah. the behaviors are changing the patterns are changing apps are coming i mean there's so much uh, so yeah, the algorithms uh, are changing i can't keep up with it yeah absolutely so yeah. that's that's another thing like i knew that if i have to stay in the digital space i have to be updated and two is like i said like uh, i always want to keep learning something different every time if there's something i can get my hands on right and why did you not pick one profession uh as in in terms of uh, music and uh, work Anything. or no. you're doing so many things why didn't you just just sit with one and why did you pick so many i don't know man i think uh, life experiences i i don't know i i don't really have an answer to that but i think is because uh, the first part of my career i was still trying to figure out what i want you know what i like because i really loved the hotel industry because i did hotel management uh then i realized you know the sales part of is not is not going to work Then I fell in love with the digital side of it, and then I stuck to I stuck to that. And uh, uh, music is always going to be a part of me. Like I don't think I can be without music, and uh, I know music can be without me. But I don't think I can live a day without music. So music is always going to be a be a part of me. Like irrespective of what work I take up. So it's hard. I don't think I'll ever um, be able to say why I didn't take up one job. I think they're mm. both interesting for me. They both though. Two different dimensions. Yeah, it's also very simulated, no? Because you're not just yeah. um, you're growing and you're learning from so many so many different uh, industries that I feel like it will really help with growth in general. So, coming to the topic for today, what is the first word that comes to your mind when I say time management? Um, uh, respect, respect of time. Okay, uh, and how do you explain time management to a ten-year-old? to a 10 year old uh again i would say uh, uh respect because if you respect something you really give uh you understand it and you give it your all and for me uh time management is if you're if you're respecting the time that you're that yeah. you that you've allotted for yourself or or in case you're going to meet someone uh respecting their time respecting your time uh, is what i would say that's how i define time management because if you respect yeah. it Hmm. you're going to give more to it that's fine so uh do you think you have uh, achieved that or do you think you manage your time very well uh i don't think i i don't think i can achieve it i don't think anyone can achieve it because there's uh, so much to do if you actually want to do it uh whether i manage my time well i think i do pretty much but i know i can still improve uh uh because there's always scope for improvement right and uh, do you uh, so how would you define work life balance like pre pandemic and post pandemic especially now i would like to know that also but what did you do before and what is different yeah. now so uh obviously the time before was way different because uh, there was a lot of time spent in traveling because i would work my office is in banner so uh 
you need an hour to get ready and an hour to leave so two hours up and down four hours gone in the day and then yeah. i'm spending uh, eight hours or nine hours in office uh, which is completely dedicated to office and uh, in between i would find time uh, you know to do my creatives or you know if i'm uh, composing a song and suddenly i i get an inspiration in office i quickly pen down what i need to pen down so uh, that was that that was life before uh, that uh now it is uh, on the hindsight even more although i thought it would be easier i had much more time in hand but weirdly uh there's so much to do now because you you wash the vessels you kind of like i mean i have my mom cooking i do a little bit of cooking as well and then washing the dishes cleaning and then in between this doing music work and i'm also logged in from office so yeah. uh, uh they it's like packed right now it's like there's a lot of things packed in a small cube and before there was a bigger cube but you felt that you were packed you know it's it's a paradigm shift when i look at it right now back then you chariya time nahi hai yaar i don't have time i i'm going here i'm going there but now i think now is what we need to define is no time because from the morning all of us i think get up to our own dishes cook clean do our personal work do our official work and then again do the entire routine again right and do you feel like ever feel like you wish you had eight hands to do multiple things oh yeah in fact there there are times when i think like i wish there's a technology where i can clone myself you know send one of my one clone abg to one place and then clone abg to uh, b and then one clone abg to just do what he has to so there's so many times you think of that absolutely yeah that happens and so how do you try to fit 28 hours into 24 hours um so to be very honest uh, i initially was someone that was very uh, Lazy, like I would like totally lazy, right? mm. and uh, eventually I kind of realized that what I wanted to do was just being sidelined because of of being lazy, and it's I think it's just that first step, that first step of taking that authority of getting it done, and then the next two two three days of just doing it because it becomes yeah. a part of you, and once it becomes a part of you, then it's just easy. Like they say, if you do one activity thousand times, then it's Then it's just a part of me. So, uh, yeah, that's how that's how I've been I've been doing things. Right. And what do you do when you're overwhelmed? When I'm Have overwhelmed, you ever been Oh, absolutely. There's so many times so when I'm like, oh, uh, nothing. I just go and lay down on my bed, like, and then just peace out for a bit, close my eyes, and kind of just relax and try and. Uh, so I, I have a very active mind. I'm constantly thinking of. know what to do what needs to be done how to make it better what are different ways of doing it i'm thinking of you know even right now like even before the call i called i was telling you you know i'm at this place i hope it comes out good because i'm thinking yeah. of various possibilities of of ensuring i get a good product so when that happens then uh, my mind needs to like really peace out and i just go back lay down for like 5 minutes and then i'm cool back to action see now when you say taking a break that won't help me because uh I also think a lot to a point where if I'm thinking too much, my head will start hurting. Yeah. Physically, it will start hurting, and then I will take a break. But then that break will accidentally last for two years, not <laughs> even minutes or hours. So that's the problem. So I'm, you know, I've seen it so often where I'm sitting and I'll I'll get overwhelmed with my entire day. It happened to me about three days ago where I was just freaking out, and. then i decided i'm going to start and work on something and if i don't finish it i can't finish anything else because it will yeah. not happen otherwise yeah but then i just can't stick to it i took a break and i haven't gone back to it i did it religiously for one day and then i didn't go back to it so what would you say to someone like me uh it's all a game of the head yeah like once you uh, are able to get over that that barricade in your head that you know i'm i'm sure so many times you're like oh it's okay one more day i'll do tomorrow procrastination like you'll be like i'll do it today we'll do it tomorrow or today's not yeah. a good day tomorrow is a better day uh the moment you sit on that now then it's you start building bricks and once you start building bricks you have to completely break that wall in front of you so the easiest thing is that the moment you kind of uh think of it you say okay done it's there in my mind let me take another 5 minute break and then push yourself get out like in the moment you're sitting in that comfort like you don't even need to go and do that activity from where you're sitting just get out of that space and move into a different space because the vibe is different you've created that vibe that you're like yeah. okay this vibe is probably move your room move from the home from the bedroom to the kitchen 
and just do something and then you will see that you know your mind is now it has started gearing up now your mind is gearing joining then from there because you got that josh then you can probably use that that energy and push it into something that you're working i mean yeah they said that you should do something menial if you you know so that you can think about the genius that lies within yeah, so yeah. but how do you deal with procrastination uh like i said pretty much the same thing like uh uh like off late i've been i've been working out i know it doesn't look like but yeah so i've been working out so for me uh working out at home was like the, i'm a i'm a total no no to work out like i'm a full sports person you tell me to go play football i go play football but go work out you know do push ups do the dumbbells and all that i was like do this ain't happening so i would totally procrastinate that like literally to a point where i'd be like are today's too cold it's okay i'll sleep tomorrow but like i said the moment that that would happen and i realize you know i'm not doing any good to me so moment that thought would come i would in fact even tell my mom you know purposely come and wake me up at night and i would jump off the bed so that i'm off that vibe you know i'm off that 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 feeling sleepy. of you know it's so sleepy or or in that vibe of you know it's okay i'll push it for tomorrow yeah. so even in terms of if i have to do a music project like if i'm if i'm working on something uh like i was just editing or making a video i've been thinking of doing the video for a while but uh, i like i said I, i also procrastinate and then but i just i try and ensure that i don't i don't leave it for too long because then i kind of lose focus on that on that creativity or that thought so uh, today i was like listen i get up in the morning i got up and i said I'm going up to the terrace to shoot this video and i'm going to get it done no matter what because this was being pending for the last four days in my head because i'm thinking yeah. and researching various things to do and every time yesterday morning i woke up woke up and i said you know let's do it and i'm like no it's okay we'll do it later but today i was like no i need to get off the bed because if i get off the bed then i'll start doing something right i get that do you make to do lists and if you do do you follow them or stick to them uh i'm not much of a person who has a true physical to do list uh but i know i kind of uh mentally know the short term goals that i need to do uh which eventually roll up into a bigger goal but uh following it yeah i try and follow as much as i can because like for example my certifications were something that i uh that i had in plan like i knew that you know my first uh, quarter of the year i had to do couple of certifications uh similarly uh, even this i mean pre uh, pre lockdown i was supposed to give another certification but yeah the lockdown happened so couldn't do much of it but yeah i, I kind of have mental goals of you know what i need to achieve uh professionally as well as music wise so i'm working on my uh, ep right now so uh, that's been something that's that i'm working side by side on right no i ask because uh, all of my knowledge of time management even though i'm very bad at practicing it uh, my mother will tell you she that's the first thing she will tell you about me so she doesn't know how to manage her time she's good <laughs> at everything but she can't manage her time so uh all of my knowledge comes from uh, looking up uh, spending the entire night procrastinating a project and reading uh-huh. up how to be productive i did that last night oh <laughs> because i just couldn't get myself to so the one of them said that you know you if you feel overwhelmed write it down and okay. i love i i articulate a lot better when i'm writing it down that's right. why you know when I spoke to you today i sent you a little handwritten yeah. piece yeah. because i can't type it out i'm not the type yeah. of but uh it and i have about five to do lists on my phone i have different notebooks for to do lists but i still don't stick to them so how do you manage to you know get things done in a day even if it feels like you're bogged down completely um so like for me uh like i said i have these short term goals which are kind of spread out between months because i know that i won't be able to do it day wise uh, because there's so much other things happening uh, and this is in terms of pre lockdown not right now uh when i should go to off yeah. so uh i would then you know analyze my day as to what are the times in the day when i'm i'm not really spending uh quality time either at work or uh, you know like go to the cafeteria just do time pass go down i mean when i smoke go down have a smoke uh and stuff like that and uh and then i kind of realize you know these are moments of the day where i can do other stuff 
so i would probably i i mean that's what i would do i would analyze the day and see you know these are moments where i can utilize differently that's what i was telling you there were points where i knew that this this is an empty space and i can probably utilize this space because i also refreshes my mind uh from work because i'm constantly on calls working doing marketing stuff and when i shift to something creative when i when i'm penning down songs uh i would utilize that time of the day so uh so basically kind of i kind of uh, have my goals which are spread between three months and i kind of analyze days where i'm where i've been able to find time uh from my from my normal schedule at work and if i'm not only really spending quality time during that that uh, few hours in office but i can utilize it for either my my music or you know for my certifications i would use that time to to uh, you know uh focus on something else and i kind of realize that that also refreshes my mind when i go back to work because i move two dimensions in my head right so do you uh, prioritize personal work or personal relationships over professional work and professional relationships uh now in in all of this i land up uh, not having a very great uh, relationship because i don't land up spending uh, you know much time with friends and i mean maximum uh, i only spend time when i go for my gigs but i really don't yeah. go for i don't get time to go for family uh, gatherings or you know weddings or stuff like that because i'm either either caught up on weekends shows so uh yeah it's absolutely difficult at times that's what i mean there are moments where i want to clone myself you know send one to one side and send the other one to the other side because it's so difficult to kind of maintain everyone's uh, happiness uh, at the same time and be structured because everyone has a lot of expectations so it's hard i think they do and do you, do you feel like there's a certain pressure you know not just your work but your field of work also because of uh, you know when you're uh, as a digital marketer say when you put out an ad or a piece right and uh, if your pressure is not only on the person who's going to see the ad it's on yourself your boss your client or do you think there's certain pressure in that that also adds to this feeling of you know wishing that you cloned yourself yeah uh, see work pressure is always there uh, that's that's something i mean all of us uh, whether we working in in a corporate or even for the freelancers uh, work pressure is work pressure because you're getting paid at the end of it so uh, it is absolutely hard to work with uh, with both sides pressure you know the creative pressure as well as professional pressure because when i need to uh, you know uh, finish a, my my song project my my ep project it becomes hard because i land up uh, to be very honest i have to work more hours because uh, my professional work demands me to stay online for about 8 10 hours so that's a lot of screen time sorry that's a lot of screen time Oh yeah, that is that is. It's. Uh, it. I yeah. can't stare at the screen for too long. How do you do yeah. that? Yeah. I'm. I mean, it's it's a part of work now. Cannot get used to it. Right. Have you created a clear distinction between work and home, especially in the lockdown? Between what is work and what is home? Where does that line come for you? Um. Actually, um. I cannot define that even before the lockdown. Uh, okay. I mean, for me, I I I would say. uh not phone but i'd say a uh, personal time i mean in that personal time i can do whatever i want with, with friends family but uh initially i couldn't really def- like uh, and i'm someone who's very fickle minded back then like i would uh, be very bad at making you know decisions and at points that i would have a coin and stuff like you know heads yani i'll do this and tails i'll do something like that and to a point when i saw ask my sister i'd be like listen what do i do and she'd be like listen you do what you want and so uh Uh, it was hard so over a point of time i kind of understood how to you know space out my work uh, that's why when i finished work back then uh, when i used to go to office i would log off means my i would mentally log off i would not come back and take come take my laptop and work again at home and that's something i even made pretty uh, clear in my office that I, my 8 hours 9 hours of work is 9 hours of work uh, i'm not going to probably come back and hold it because then i'm losing my personal space so uh, right. with the pre post lockdown it's it's hard because now it's it's uh, you know you log in you do something and then you your mom's calling you to like cut the vegetables and then cut something and go back again so now it's like a constant uh, pendulum shift between two sides right so then how do you deal with that how do you you know like you said you log off after you know you've left 
your work for the day. So, uh, how do you log off when you're at home? Yeah, it's, it's I pretty much follow the same standard. Like post ten o'clock, I don't uh, I don't really look at my office laptop again. And even I log in at one. So pre one o'clock, I'm not looking at my office laptop at all. Uh, one to ten, I'm 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 physically, mentally at work. Uh, but in between, uh, uh, I utilize an hour or two. Uh, you know, to help mom in the kitchen or you know, do some housework or do things work that you do. Because that also uh, kind of refreshes my mind because now that you're in, at home, uh, most of us are expected to just be on the laptop 24 hours, which I think is stupid. Just because you're working from home, that does not mean you're, uh, you're tied up to your office. Yeah. Sorry? It's not like you're at your employer's beck and call. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I think most of us uh, land up making that mistake of thinking that work from home, that we have to be there from 12 at night to 12 in the morning, which is the beginning. No, that's true. And uh, so if suppose we had more than 24 hours in a day, what would you do with the additional hours? What would you rather do? Uh, With the initial hours? With the additional hours, if we have more than 24 hours. Oh, I would spend uh, I would spend more time uh, with family and uh, and music actually. If I got a little more extra hours, hmm. that's that's, that's a good one. But so you define yourself as a soul singer songwriter. Yeah, yeah. Why soul? Uh, because my uh, writing skills are completely based on uh, experiences, like experiences that I've had or experiences that my close ones have had or I've heard from someone. So, uh, and my lyric, uh, lyrical style of writing is, is very, uh, is very simple. I, I try and uh, communicate in the simplest format of, uh, of uh, language. Like I don't try and, uh, you know, use uh, abstract words to define a feeling. I, if, if it's love, then I just use the pure word love. Uh, so and even my even my uh, the style of singing um I, I pretty much fall under the, the bracket of uh, R and B so so like I'm more a melodist guy kind of guy so again my my writing and my singing style both are, are very soul to great and what's the one thing that helps you when you're stressed out other than offside <laughs> uh. For me, uh, if I'm stressed out, I mean, I know this will sound very cliche, but the fact of the matter is, is music. Like, I don't think uh, anything uh, brings my soul happiness when I listen to, to music or, you know, uh, do anything around music. Uh, and if not music, then it's totally family. Like, mom, dad, sister, just goofing around with them and, you know, trying to make them laugh and stuff like that. Yeah, that's how it works. I'm sure. I'm sure because music is very therapeutic. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I did this thing where I found this little algorithm that helps me organize my music by energy levels. Oh wow! And uh, so I have a collection of about five thousand three hundred songs, and I have sorted all of them from low energy to high energy. So it goes from. it, glow, it goes from Claude Debussy and classical, Western classical music, and my last song is Sai. And it oh, goes to Sonic Sense like and that. stuff like that. So you, should, uh, it, you should share this uh, set list with me. Yeah? I'd love to hear this. I'll send it to you. It's great because I'll pick, you know, during a day, I'll pick, a, if I'm feeling a little low, I'll pick one uh, song that I'm feeling, my mood yeah. at that moment. Yeah. And then I'll progress. So that's the idea. Yeah. So, but yeah, music is very therapeutic in general. I'm just wondering why uh, why are you known for offside? What's the story behind that? Uh, so offside is run by close friends of mine, and yeah. uh, uh, because they're friends and because I do a lot of gigs there, uh, we land up going to offside. And a lot of lot of the top artists like like Reggae uh, uh, and all these guys are there. Uh, Collective Frequency, all of these guys Big are there. Guys. So yeah. So, uh, yeah, we land up uh, meeting a lot of friends there because it's a friends, 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 friends. And once you go there, you meet a lot of other people. So, yeah, that's why Offside is quite famous. Ah, that's why. Okay. So, uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about music therapy. So, what are your views on that? Uh, So, for me, uh, like I said, music is so uh, strongly uh, in my DNA as well as 
in my lifestyle. Uh, like when I say that, I hope I don't come across like I'm only listening to music one for us. That's not what I'm. Uh, but it's that when I'm listening to it, uh, I kind of get a different vibe, a different energy, and transported to a different dimension. And this could be anything. Like I don't have a like people ask me, you know, what's your favorite song or what's your favorite genre. I really don't have an answer to it because I listen to everything. Like you said, like you have a set list for that. I don't have a set list, but if you go through my play. Uh, uh, my playlist. I have everything from blues to rock and roll to to eighties, uh, uh, and then to pop to EDM to psytrance. I listen to everything techno. Yeah, and um, for me, why it's therapeutic is like I said when I when I used to when I've had bad phases of my life, and I'm talking especially when I've had my first initial breakups and stuff like that. I I'm a very emotional person as as a whole. Like if I get connected to someone, I really get connected. And uh, there were a couple of relationships where I was really sinking into uh, into being alone, and you know, being, I, I'd come cut off from my family, from friends. I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk. I'd, I'd cut off to a point where I wouldn't even play my guitar. Like I, I would just, you know, just do what I needed to do: get up, eat food, go to sleep. That's it. And uh, uh, it's 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 very weird, like. Uh, how music or how how universe or God plays these miracles is amazing because every bad phase of mine I've been introduced to a new genre or new new song, and that song yeah. is probably that has given me the energy to kind of not fight back but to understand you know it's not the end of life you know there's okay you know what happened was sad and it's pretty bad but it's okay you can still walk ahead so that that's one thing therapeutic to me because I've had personal experiences like this where. I'm completely down on a given day, and it's weird. Like I'm telling you, uh, there are days where I'm I'm traveling to office and I'm in a very bumped mood, and I have my Spotify, and I just randomly I don't have a set list there. I just kind of play something, and very weirdly, one song will come which will kind of you know have a message in that, you know, telling me probably your day is going to be better, or or look at the sunshine, or something like that. It could be lyrical, or it could be even even in in the vibe of music. So so yeah, that's how it is for me. Like it's always been very. Amazing, yeah. yeah. I get that. And are you the kind who would associate certain music with uh, certain people or certain situations, particularly? Yeah, uh, not situations. Like if I listen to a kind of uh, a music or a, 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 a song, and if I hear that again, I'm kind of transported back to you know where I where I heard that before. Uh, yeah. Not not maybe not always visually. But uh, that vibe, that energy. Yeah, that happens. That happens yeah. with me also. There's, but you know, you're right. I uh, there's there's something that's uh, music therapy is actually a proper thing where you know there are people who are yeah. uh, certified to practice it. So, what's the one thing you want to, if you could educate someone about music therapy, uh, or if you want to learn it, what's the one thing that you want to actually do it for? What is the one driving force behind learning more about it for you? Uh, for me, I don't know if I'd be able to explain or you know give someone music uh, uh, therapy because I there's something that I want to kind of deep dive and understand before I kind of go out telling people. But uh, why I wanted to share this is because we're we're at a we're at a space where uh, all of us probably music our minds. Uh, in fact, I was having this conversation with my mom today in the afternoon. You know, we are such social animals. Uh, uh, human human beings want to be you know uh, felt and spoken to and you know face to face. We're not used to this camera to eye conversation. We're more uh, uh, yeah. we're, we're, we've evolved to you know have eye to eye conversation. So you know have. Yeah. Uh, have energy around us that that, that touch that that physical touch uh, uh, and because that kind of stimulates uh, chemicals within our within our system and and that is uh, that's really being withdrawn right now uh, for which a lot of us are going through this mental uh, health uh, and it's sad that because we're in the lockdown not not too many of us are blessed to you know be with parents and the ones that stay alone have it have it hard for themselves. Uh, so why, why, why I wanted to speak about this because uh, I know it helps me. So uh, just kind of listen to music. My only point is that don't lose hope. Uh, it's a tough time for everyone. We're going to bounce back. I mean, after every sunset, there's a sunrise. So uh, it could be anything. Like I know people who find uh, therapy out of cooking. 
uh, out of gardening. Yeah. Like for my, for example, my mom, she loves gardening, and this is, and what you see around me is her product. Uh, so try and I'm just trying to say that uh, try and find elements in your life that that you know has kept you happy in the past. And if you're sad right now, try and do that. Do one of those elements and see if it brings that happiness. And if that brings you happiness, then try and just do that. For me, I know it's music. Uh, for my mom, I know it's pretty much cooking, and for her, it's more gardening actually. So, uh, so yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell anyone about music therapy, but there is there is a therapy within all of us that we just need yeah. to go down and find. That makes sense. For me, it's washing vessels or uh, writing. Oh, really? Sure. Yeah, I love washing vessels. But right now, I have a huge pile because I was procrastinating it. Oh, but that's that's kind of an unknown thing. You know, most people kind of uh, refrain from yeah, washing vessels. Like yeah, I, I mean, even I, I I enjoy washing vessels. Like for me, like my mom, like listen, you can I'll do everything else, but I can't do the vessels. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll do garlic pocha and uh, vessels. I to to totally love it. So, yeah. yeah, I was I was talking to a friend and I was like, oh, I really love you know washing vessels and they were like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, and something. Then if you if you can uh you know dirty the dish by eating in it and not cleaning up after it, I you can clean up. Because I yeah. don't see anything with it. But you know you're right. I think people should. Uh, I I I'll start with me. Forget people. I I I do try to you know find things that bring me peace and. But then it's not like it's not. I won't look at it as uh, just being sad sometimes, or even when I'm overwhelmed or something. It's I feel like it starts with accepting that feeling that okay, I'm sad or overwhelmed or yeah, I'm low, true. and true. then figuring out how to go about it from there. Eventually. Absolutely, absolutely. But, yeah. The moment you uh, uh, you realize that unless you don't realize, you're not ready to make the change. So, like you said, if you don't accept it that you know I'm I'm feeling low and if you don't make that change uh, and acceptance and you're never going to make that change very true yeah i mean a lot of us uh, live in denial that we're not stressed out yeah. i mean i yeah. that you know oh i'm absolutely fine everything is great i'm not stressed yeah. what is stress stress <laughs> is a friend and stuff like that but in reality it's it's like even a, the flutter of a leaf will stress you out so uh, someone just asked could you give a few quick tips on how to manage time better? That's uh, uh, that's basically for me. If you can see the surname, that's for me. Oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I was, th- I mean, like I was saying, uh, like uh, at least I do. See, from what I've understood, that everyone has their own ways of uh, doing it. Uh, there's no right or wrong way. Uh, something that works for me is something I'm going to tell you. It may not work for you, could work for you, but you can, if you can apply it and then try a better way, there's, there's no correct answer. Like I was telling you uh, uh, that I kind of analyze my day and I see uh, the points of my day where I'm not really utilizing it to what I should be using. Like I was telling you in office, when I would go to office and realize that there are a couple of hours where I'm just spending time, you know, playing foosball or playing pool or, you know, just going down for a chai break or something I had because I don't drink chai nor do I smoke and I realized that me just giving someone a com- the company down was not really giving me anything at the end of the day so yeah. uh, I kind of analyze days uh, and I see what point of the day that I not really utilize the best and I use that time to do something else so that's what I do and I don't know if it works for you no, I, I think it would. Eventually, maybe if one would try. I mean, uh, what works for me is a to-do list. But then, I've yeah. now, over time, I've realized that it's not major to-do list. Make one tiny to-do yeah. list. And then yeah. just tick off, tick off, tick off. And that feeling of, you know, scratching it off the to-do list is brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Like, so for you, that's, your, that's your drive. You want to see that, that strike off from the list. Yeah. That, that so, can, but, yeah. Then, but then that will last for like, Two days at a maximum, and then I'm back to you know sitting and sulking in a corner, and then <laughs> looking up on Pinterest how to be productive. So it's it's a vicious cycle. But then I feel like now I'm a little more accepting of the fact that I am a procrastinator, and that I would do it. So I think that will help. I'm going to try that out. I will definitely yeah, try it out. Absolutely. And like I was saying, just uh, get out of that space. Like if you're sitting in that space of, oh, okay, I'm going to procrastinate, move move from that space. Kind of get up and do something else. May not be what you want to do, but just do something. And then you realize that because you've already started doing something, 
you're able to probably utilize if you want to do that 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 job that you're supposed to do you can utilize that energy there yeah that's true i mean i shifted from my room to my living room yeah <laughs> and this is my workstation and every time i have to take a break i'll go to the kitchen or do something or i'll go to my plants or i'll you know read something or call a friend up or do one of those things and then go back but then the going back is still taking a lot of time but i think we'll get there yeah, yeah you'll get there and there's no right or wrong way like like i'm telling you like i was supposed to do this video for the last one week and i've been sitting on it so i'm not telling you like i'm someone who's who's mastered the the class of managing time but i know that these i'm i'm utilizing it at a better way uh, mentally i don't know about that i'm not comparing but like today i woke up and i said no i have to get this done because it's been in my head for four days and i just got up the bed and had a bath and said you know come up to the desk start shooting what i have to do yeah and that feeling of you know finishing it i mean so that feeling of finishing it is great a little story is that my 9 uh, year old uh, cousin okay i called him up and i told him that there was something that i had not done for a very long time and uh-huh. uh, he goes uh, so then he takes a pause trying to wonder why i'm talking to him about it so <laughs> i tell him okay i'm asking you for advice and then he's like hmm so you know if you finish it you'll feel like you've achieved something great like i feel like that about homework and i said hey, you're right he's like i don't like doing homework but when i do it i feel like i've done something great and then he pauses and then after a pause of about 5 seconds he goes like but then you have to also remember i don't have any real work experience i'm only 9 years old <laughs> so it was it's, it's it was quite interesting to see the perspective of him or you know i spoke to my grandmom about it so now i'm slowly beginning to talk about the fact that okay i can't deal with something or yeah. that i can't in fact uh, that's a very good point it's a very good point i just realized that uh... that's also something that that i've been doing like you know i realize that if you talk if you want to do something and you talk to someone about it, you know uh, it's someone who's going to give you insights or feedback but just the point that because you've spoken about it you've mentally made that step of you know starting to do that work because yeah, and accepting it as something you're going through absolutely yeah. i think that would that's the first step of being able to get something done eventually yeah. and it's it's quite cool so what's the last before this video what was what's the one next thing on your to do list in your mental to do list what's the one thing you want to get done i'll check up um, on you and all the people who are commenting uh, you also can check up on him other than talking about offsite <laughs> ha huh. so right now uh, uh like my major right now a task for music wise at least uh, is actually a couple of things one is uh, i'm uh, i'm uh, during this time i've had luckily i've had the time to finish two songs uh while the third song i've been sitting on uh that's only because uh i've been i should go i should do my live sessions every sunday i took a break mm-hmm. from that because i wanted to improve my my game in the live space because i wasn't really happy with the way it was sounding so one is uh my my i'm starting off my live sessions uh, actually from sunday uh which is okay. my first paid paid show that i'm doing uh Ooh, during so uh because i've got my gear and i am confident so that's one that's been that from your list i mean if i have to say from the list it's been striked off because i want to get good sound so i can go live that's done uh my next thing to do in the live space because obviously my only way to do uh uh shows is, is live is to improve my video quality uh that's something that i'm working on side by side uh Three is uh, the third song, which is left incomplete to do. That needs to be done. And uh, professionally, uh, like I was saying, there's one major certification which I've been uh, which I've been doing. I I gave it my first shot about six months back, and I lost by one percentile. So that is something professionally that I need to get done once this lockdown opens up. So yeah. So which one are you going to pick to do first? of all of these things. Oh, right now because uh, professionally I can't do that certification uh because uh, everything shut. Uh so mm-hmm. that obviously has is going to be on on the last activity to be done. Uh but uh, the ne- the most recent one that's going to happen is obviously the video video quality of my live streams that's going to improve. And uh after that is going to be the song I'm writing on. I mean uh, the next competition. Okay, and what's the next song you're working on all about? 
so I kind of have the, the, the tune ready in my head. Uh, so the way I write, the way I write songs is uh, I, I first create the melody in my head, uh, and then post. Uh, I kind of drive a feeling out of that melody. So if it's a sad melody, I try to I try and stick to something on 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 the sad side. Uh, this so the current melody I have is uh, is is a naughty kind of vibe. It's got a very uh, fun naughty feeling. Uh, so I'm trying to probably I'm going to keep it in the realm of uh, attraction, you know, human interaction. So that's that's probably the space I'm thinking I'm going to write the song. That sounds interesting. I want to listen to it whenever it's out, and we can probably oh yeah. Do that. Awesome. So we have about three minutes left before this ends, and someone asked whether you could sing a little bit. It's completely your choice. There's no pressure there. Oh, sing it's something. Uh, I can actually sing the song. That the that is, yeah, yeah, something from my origin, which is one, which is going to be my first release from the EP, uh, which uh, which is actually right now at the stage of uh, editing and and stuff. Uh, so go something that is. Uh, before I just want you to remember yeah. before you start is that we're at fifty-seven minutes and forty seconds, so it might end. So that if okay. it does, then I'll start it again. If you're continuing while we're playing on it, yeah, yeah. So go I can smile without you. I wanna smile without you. How did I let you go? Life is senseless without you. I'm so defenseless without you. How did I let you go? Oh, oh, oh. Your love is amazing, steady and unchanging. Your love is a mountain from beneath my feet. Only time can tell if you'll be mine again. Only time, only time can tell if you'll be mine again. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, so that's how it is. That's pretty cool. It has a very pop vibe. Yeah, really yeah. Like so it. I'm, I, my, my songwriting is on the pop. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to make it a dance pop kind of a feel. So this one's mm-hmm. going to be a completely uh, electronic dance pop. That's how the How cool. I'm very excited about this. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. So thank you so much for agreeing to do this. It has been an thank honor you. to it's have you. It's like it's it's so All... much fun meeting you. And it's good that eventually it... you could so. Yeah, I'm glad because it's been we've been talking about this for two months. So yeah. I'm glad. And also for the happened. people who are there just before we end. Uh, my profile picture that you guys see, which has been there for the last, I don't know how many years, has been Sangha's because she's the only one who's captured that moment so well. And people ask me to change my DP, but I can't find a better one. So science that absolutely goes to you. I can't change I'll my take, DP I'll, because you've got the best. I'll take a better one. I'll take a better one. Done. <laughs> but thank you so much. I'll see you. Thank you. See you. Bye. Bye. Okay. That was Abji. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This is take 22 of Stories with Shastri.